Good morning, family. Last week, we looked at a passage of scripture from Mark chapter 3, where Jesus' family thought that he was insane. And we talked about how if we're intent on following Jesus, it would be very plausible that people will think that we're a little bit off as well, right? We also talked about how we need some followers of Jesus who see the world differently, who are willing to think, work, and live outside the box, as it were. That's why we do some of the things that we do, things like following the Christian calendar. Because as followers of Jesus, we look at the world and time differently. Because we follow Jesus, we have different values, different priorities, and a different agenda than the rest of the world, don't we? Well, this morning I'd like us to look at another passage from Mark's Gospel where Jesus helps us to see some things a bit differently. He does it in part by telling stories. We call them parables. And today I'd like us to look at two similar but different parables, okay? They're found in Mark chapter 4, verses 26 through 34. Hear the word of the Lord. Then Jesus said, This is what God's kingdom is like. It's as though someone scatters seed on the ground, then sleeps and wakes night and day. The seed sprouts and grows, but the farmer doesn't know how. The earth produces crops all by itself, first the stalk, then the head, then the full head of grain. Whenever the crop is ready, the farmer goes out to cut the grain because it's harvest time. He continued, What's a good image for God's kingdom? What parable can I use to explain it? Consider a mustard seed. When scattered on the ground, it's the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. But when it's planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all vegetable plants. It produces such large branches that the birds in the sky are able to nest in its shade. With many such parables, he continued to give them the word as much as they were able to hear. He only spoke to them in parables, then explained everything to his disciples when he was alone with them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Have you ever had someone thank you for something you did that you've completely forgotten? Do you know what I'm getting at? Someone tells you that one day they were having a bad day and you said or did something that was helpful. It made their day brighter and better. Or you helped her when she was looking for a job. Or you gave him a hand when he was feeling down. You offered a gesture or kind word. It may have never registered for you, but it meant the world to them. You never had the slightest idea, but that small deed or word made a big difference in their world. And when they bring it up, it can be a bit embarrassing because you barely recall the event. If you've ever had this happen to you, then you know that it can also be a rather moving experience. It's humbling. It makes you feel grateful. That's when you realize that something small can be something big. It's like a grain of mustard seed, which is considered by some to be the smallest of seeds. But when you plant it, it grows and grows and becomes the greatest of all shrubs, more or less, and the birds come and make their nests in it. It's like a man who planted seeds in his field. The earth did what the earth does, and the seeds did what seeds do. Nobody saw it happen, but pretty soon little buds started to burst forth, and the plants grew and grew and ultimately produced a harvest. 
These two short stories, we call them parables, are slightly different. But then again, they're kind of the same. They're alike in that they both make the same point in their own way. One shows us the contrast between the small act of sowing a seed and the growth that follows. The other shows us the contrast between a large shrub and the teeny tiny seed that produced it. And the point that both of these parables tries to make is that in God's realm, something small can be something big. And in God's economy, more happens than we make happen. The seed of God's kingdom, which produces way beyond anyone's expectations, is not so much the grand and glorious mission trips or once-in-a-lifetime evangelistic extravaganzas. The true seed of God's kingdom is the tiny mustard seed of small, kind words, the smallest gestures of love, the tiny, innocuous, often unnoticed actions that happen each and every day. You could almost say that from a kingdom point of view, everything you do plants a seed. Isn't that true? Everything you do plants a seed. So the question is, is it a seed that helps to grow the kingdom of God or a seed that grows against the kingdom of God? The choices you make, the actions you take, the thoughts that you think, they all plant seeds. Scatter seed on the ground and the earth produces the crops. That's what Jesus says in our gospel today. The planting of those seeds, even the smallest of them, begins a process. Now, we have no control over that process. We might have some influence. We can help create a climate for growth, or we can overwater and kill. But in the end, the growth of those seeds seems to come on its own. Truth is, if you try to control the process, you end up ruining the process, right? I remember as a child trying to grow a vegetable garden and my impatience got the better of me. I dug down to see how well my carrots were growing. I couldn't wait. And as a result, I killed them all. I should have been patient and trusted the process. Evelyn Underhill, the noted Anglican mystic, used to advise her co-workers not to keep pulling themselves up by the roots to see how their growth was coming along. But that's exactly what we do, isn't it? Sometimes to ourselves, sometimes to others. So the pressing question is, how do we grow, right? How do we create a favorable environment for growth? A few weeks ago, we talked about starting out on the trail. Well, where does this trail of spiritual growth begin? It begins with immersing yourself in the Word of God. Do you read and study and meditate on the Bible? You don't have to read for hours a day. A few quality moments will do. Remember, something small can be something big. How about prayer? Do you pray? Do you make time for daily prayer and communication with God? And by prayer, we don't mean just telling God all the things that you want or what you don't like. Prayer is dialogue. It is listening as well as speaking. Spend time alone with God. It could be in your favorite chair or out on your deck, on a wooded path or at the beach, in a church or in your car. Make time to be alone with God. 
and make an effort to be part of a church family. You need the companionship and the fellowship. You need the support and the interaction. And participate in the sacraments. Baptism and Holy Communion are means. They are avenues of God's grace for us. He promised to come to us and to fill us in those moments. So find a way to observe Holy Communion. Find ways to serve God and to serve others. Pursue opportunities to do for others in the name of Jesus. Invest in others as much as you invest in yourself. When you do these things, you will begin to see growth. As Jesus said, first the stock, then the head, then the full head of grain. It will happen. You just have to trust the process. Now these are not great big things, are they? They're little things. They're small things. But remember, something small can be something big. In our gospel this morning, Jesus invites us to learn how to let tiny seeds grow, both in our lives and in the lives of those around us, without trying to control the process. Maybe Jesus issues a further invitation to live without worrying about whether we are planting enough seed, or the right kind of seed, or planting seed in the right places. As children of God, we can live without worrying about progress or control or results. How does that sound? Isn't that liberating? All we have to do is refer all those concerns to God. The Apostle Paul told the Corinthians, our aim is to please him. And this has all kinds of implications, the results of which we're not guaranteed to see. One will be the effect on other people the positive seeds we will be privileged to plant from time to time. We won't always get to know about these. But those tiny seeds may turn out to be very great. Another effect or result will be the effect on ourselves. The seeds that we plant in our own lives will keep growing too, and they will pay dividends as we mature in our faith. We may or may not see or even perceive our own growth. And we may or may not know what we have done for others. But we do know that when we make it our aim to please God, even in the little things, the realm of God takes care of itself. Let's pray. Good and gentle God, be in the small acts of kindness that we offer each and every day. Be in the small words of love and encouragement that we share. Fill us so full of your Spirit that we find ourselves planting seeds of your love and your kingdom even when we don't realize it. Live your life through us so that everything we do and say brings honor and glory to your name. Be in the small prayers that we offer. Be present in our midst. Use us to bring about your peaceable and loving kingdom here on earth. Lord, as the pandemic continues, we pray for those afflicted and affected by COVID-19. Help us to bring your love and your healing to those who desperately need it. Help us to comfort and to care for those who are the last, the least, the lost, and the left out. And now using the words debts and debtors, 
Let us pray with boldness the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me today. Don't forget your job this week is to love at least three people and make sure that at least one of them doesn't deserve it. Plant little seeds, right? In time, they'll grow into big things. Let God take care of the harvest. Why do we do that? Because everyone needs love. And everyone needs to know that God loves them, no matter what. Please don't let the troubles and trials of life rob you of your joy. With Jesus, we always, always, always have hope. Now receive these words of benediction today. May the Lord bless you and protect you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his face to you and grant you his peace. Amen. Amen.